Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Bert Ward is our very special guest and uh, ju- just a wonderful, uh, wonderful actor and a pop con- uh, icon, uh, pop culture icon, but uh, so much more than that. And animal lovers all over the place will know what he and his wife has have been doing and with gentle giants uh it's it's a a dog food extraordinaire that's all our dogs eat and uh and then it's all going to their charity it is just absolutely amazing what they're uh what they're doing and i've been wanting to get them on for so long hey bird how are you hello citizen (laughs) well hey listen how how recognizable are you from your your dog food at this point, I mean, there are people all over the country, all over the world, I assume, are eating your dog. Well, food. you know, you know, I I like to say that I was the caped crusader, and now I am the canine crusader. Yeah, right. Hey, what what kind of toys do you got? But now I've got new movies out from Warner Brothers, so I'm both caped crusader and canine <laughs> crusader. What what kind of dogs do you got? Oh well, I've got about fifty in my house, Frank. No, I mean. Oh, yeah. In other words, my, you have to understand how this all came about was when my wife and I moved with our daughter to where we live now. Um, this was in 1994. Uh, we decided to get our dog uh, daughter a dog, and uh, we liked Great Danes, and we heard about what Great Danes needing rescue. And so we rescued a couple of them, and the other ones that we heard about uh, seemed to be you know safe because they were still in other people's homes. They weren't in a shelter, and we later found out that unfortunately uh, those dogs were ultimately turned into a shelter and put to death, which was incredibly upsetting to us. And then we found out that the reason they weren't rescued was the lady who had been doing the rescue in Southern California had actually died herself. And there was nobody to rescue these dogs. Big, gorgeous, Great Danes. And, you know, actually, believe it or not, the bigger they are, the more gentle they are. And that's why they call them gentle giants. So it was in the first week in August of 1994 that I said to my wife, Tracy, I said, look, we can't let these dogs die. I mean, this would be a terrible injustice. How about we rescue these Great Danes just for a couple of weeks? You know, Frank, just a couple of weeks till we find somebody else to take it over. Well, Frank, it's been 24 years. Nobody has taken this rescue over. (laughs) And we've gone from Great Danes to 45 different breeds of dogs that we rescue, ranging from tiny dogs, two pounds, one-third the size of a chihuahua called a Chinese Crested, all the way up to our giant Great Danes, Irish Wolfhounds, and English Mastiffs that are right at 300 pounds. So that is a huge range. And, and when we st- started doing this, because the giant breeds traditionally have the shortest lifespan, when we would lose a dog, my wife and I would literally cry. Wow. And we vowed if there was a way that we would try to help them live longer. And the first thing we did is develop a feeding and care program, which uh, your listeners can go to GentleGiantsDogFood.com. We, ha- we have a, a menu, and one of the selections is special Gentle Giants Special Feeding and Care Program. And they can learn how we feed dogs and care for them, which is different than most people do. And just by following that alone can add about three years to the life of your dog. Just following what we spent the last 24 years of our life doing. And by the way, just to give you an idea, we've rescued more than 15,000 
500 dogs in the last 24 years. And at all times in the last 25 years, we've had 40 to 50 or more dogs living in our house. We have a special permit to allow us to do that. And all of our dogs live communally together. The big ones, the little ones, the young ones, the old ones. Everybody is like a big family, and it's very nurturing to these animals. They love the human companionship, and they love the fellow canine companionship. So here we are rescuing the dogs. Normally, they don't live very long. We found a way but to help them live three to four years longer by the way we feed for them and care them yeah. for them. But then we, we decided, well, maybe we can if, – what if we change their food? Maybe we can pull out another year or two. And Frank, we, we decided to go ahead and make this food. It wasn't ever considered to sell it. It was all about taking care of these 50-some-odd dogs we had in our house, okay, which takes up like 100% of your time, you know, like 100%. Yeah, forget right? it. I mean, just letting them out to go to the bathroom and feeding them is an all-day thing. So anyway, long story short, when we, when we created this food, we didn't know what we now know, which was we found out was some, something so upsetting, Frank. We'll never get over it, which is – we found out that dog food companies know something the average person doesn't know, which is the more fat content they put in the dog food, the hungrier it makes dogs. Wow. In our opinion, this is all about money for, for, for the dog food manufacturers, not us. We're a charity. We don't take any salary from our dog food. This is all about uh, you know giving back because we love animals. But anyway – the dog foods, and, and all your, your listeners have to do is look on their bag of dog food next to the ingredients. Frank, there's a chart called guaranteed analysis. The first item is protein. The second is crude fat. And what your listeners are going to find when they look on their bag of dog food, and it doesn't matter if they bought the cheapest grocery store brand or the most expensive pet store brand. It's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to see a fat content of 12 to 22 percent. Well, let me just tell you, of crude fat, 12 to 22 percent, when I asked my own medical doctor, I said, what would happen if a human being, who's obviously much better designed than a dog, right. I mean, look how long we live compared to dogs, I said, what would happen if a human being ate even 12 percent crude fat at every meal? And without any hesitation, my doctor said, it would cut your lifespan in half. Oh. Wow. So when you think about it for a minute, now, our food, Gentle Giants, which is the name of our food, and it's available in your stop and shop stores and Big Y on the East Coast. It's now uh, in Walmart all across the country. And all of this is charity. In other words, we sell Incredible. it. And Incredible. In fact, people say to me, well, you mean you take all the profits and you give it to your rescue? I said, no, we, we don't even build any profit in. We sell it at just about our cost, just to cover the cost. So that everybody, even people who are on limited incomes, can afford to feed their dog a food that can help their dog live as long as ours. Which, by the way, Frank, our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. And right now, as we speak, Frank, in my home, I've got 24 of our dogs in rescue that have already lived more than twice their normal lifespan. Right now. Wow. Now, that consistency, not an anomaly. Yeah, amazing. I, let me remind folks if they're just tuning in or just turning on their radio, they're listening to the wonderful Burt Wood and his wife. What is your wife's name? We got to give her. Her name is Tracy. Tracy, just amazing. And, and, and let me tell you something. My wife works caring for these animals 20 hours a day, seven days a week for the last 24 years. 
Can you imagine that level of commitment? Yeah, it's just amazing. I don't even know how to begin to thank you. I'm a dog lover, and and we love. Well, they we don't love it. We don't eat it. They they love your food. Well, and, but let, let me take you one step further because yeah. I want to explain how we can have dogs living 27 years. People say, well, wait a minute, that's just. I mean, I've never heard of an, a dog living that long. But I want to tell you how we do it. First of all, when we talked about the food, I mentioned to you about the high fat content in dog food, right? And, and you know what it does? It makes dogs hungrier, and it makes them under stress to always want to eat. And if you think about it, in our own lives, Frank, if you or I were always hungry every minute of every day, how much would that shorten our lives? Wow. I guarantee you it would shorten because you've heard the term stress kills. But as bad as this is about this fat content, there's actually something worse <laughs> about dog food. And let me tell you what that is. Uh. Dogs love the smell and taste of meat, but they do not like the smell and taste of fat. So when manufacturers put a lot of fat in the dog food to make them hungrier, dogs smell it and don't want to eat it. So the question is, well, how do all these manufacturers get the dogs to eat their fat-saturated food? And the answer is, after they put all the fat in it, and after the food is made, they then spray the outside of the food with a different kind of animal fat that dogs will eat. Wow. So what you have is the fat on the outside covering up the fat on the inside. You, you see? Yeah. And your dogs are getting a double whammy of fat. And, wow. and to really point out how incredibly bad it is for your dog, think of it this way. Would you take bacon grease, for example, which is animal fat, and pour it down your garbage disposal? Yeah. Uh, and you would never do that. Years, right. Because it would ruin a metal garbage disposal. So if you understand that that greasy feel on the outside of dog food, even if it's slightly greasy, it's still greasy. Every single kibble is encapsulated in grease. And if you wouldn't pour it down your garbage disposal because it would ruin it, why would you feed an animal a food that every single kibble is encapsulated in grease? It's prematurely killing all dogs in America. Well, listen, you're right on, and I know there's a lot of animal lovers out there. Let me remind folks of who they're hearing this from. Uh, pop culture icon, Burt Ward. You know his work from Batman and Robin. He's Robin. Uh, we just lost Adam West as his partner in that, that show just uh, recently. And uh, the Gentle Giants, Gentle Giants is the, the name of the dog food. It is absolutely great, and it's all charity, every cent. Yeah, it is. And, and I'll tell you what, two more things. Go ahead. For your for your listeners, if they want to learn more about how to properly care for their dog, there's two things they can do. One, go to our website at GentleGiantsDogFood.com. It has all of our feeding and care program. And the other thing is, if they want to talk to us or write to us, they go to our Facebook page, which is Gentle Giants Dog Food and Products. And it's very interactive. In other words, they can write questions, and my wife and I answer every single question. i got to tell you, we're looking at about 11 hundred a week wow. that we're responding to with every issue people can think of trying to help people care for their dogs and everything we do is free yeah, just, even on the back of our bag of dog food is our phone number people can call and get free information i mean tell me frank in today's world where can you get free help i don't know any place no you can't but let me let me bring this up and something you said in there stood out to me i mean you're doing this work you're, you're doing all of these rescues and i know there are a lot of folks out there that that do the same thing you thought somebody would come along by then and and, and take over for you or join in it just and I, I mean this in the most serious way these comic cons 
and especially by where you live, right? The Comic Cons over there. Yes. are filled with with people who would probably stalk you, right? Just to uh, get near the the Cape Crusader, you know, get near the Boy Wonder and all of this. Right. Out of all those folks, there's not an animal lover. There's not somebody who wants to, you know, who would like to work with you um, that loves animals as much as you love them and as much as I love them. I mean, uh, my God, I mean, if you were in New York, I think, I, you know, I think I would know a couple right off the bat. Would that Well, would well let, me, let, let, let me tell you, that's a very good question. Let me give you the answer. Yeah. The answer is, first of all, you know, most people have to work and they have to support their families. And taking care of this many dogs at one time this is a full-time job. This is not like, you know, just casually do it. And because the dogs are all in our house and not outside, they're all in our house, in our bedroom, our living room, our kitchen, our everywhere, okay? We actually, my wife prefers not to have any help because, you know, you'd have people in our house all day long yeah. <laughs> tracing up and down yeah, right. where, you know, it's just easier for her. And she's got it down to such a science. Now, we do have help because we feed six hundred pounds of gentle giants a day here yeah, wow. 600 wow. pounds a day so we have people who uh who work with us to help pour, carry and pour the food because you take 600 pounds of food just to carry <laughs> 600 pounds and pour it and and clean up from it i mean that is a gigantic undertaking you know in and of itself but in terms of caring for the dogs i honestly i i tell people that my wife tracy she's like the mother Teresa of dogs I mean, she cares for them. I mean, it, it, we get dogs that come here that we rescue in every god-awful condition you can imagine. And, you know, we spend many nights a week at vet clinics. But the interesting thing is dogs that have been on our feeding and care program and eating our gentle giants dog food, they almost never go to a veterinarian. In fact, we only take those dogs every three years for a $10 rabies update. That's how healthy this food keeps them. Amazing. Just, yeah, absolutely amazing. So, I, I mean, the, there's no light at the end of the tunnel other than, uh, for you and Tracy, other than just, uh, you know, you, you find your spot in heaven and I guess the satisfaction yes. of this. Well, 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 Frank, let me answer, tell you something. You know, people say to us all the time, well, you do so much for dogs. Why don't you do more for people? And I, and I say to them, wait a minute. I said, you know, there, everybody in this world who wants to do charity can find some way right. to help people out, right? But I said, let me tell you what we are doing for humans. If you have your dog with you an extra five or ten years because we've given you a program to properly feed and care for your dog and given you a food that can help your dog live to 27 years – not only is the dog benefiting, but what about you as the owner for you to have your dog for an extra five or 10 years? What does it do for your life? Of course, that's, that's the most ridiculous statement. Uh, you know, and first of all, anybody who's volunteering to help a, uh, you know, whether it's children, animals, uh, uh, older folks, the elderly, I, I mean, let people decide what they're going to do with their with their charitable time. I mean, the the uh, the question isn't why aren't you doing this? The question is why why are they sitting there uh, judging how you're choo how you're choosing to to use this amazing amount of time? Just terrible. But Tracy and Burt Ward. If you're just joining us, are, are absolute 
rescue heroes. Gentle Giants is the name of the uh, dog food. We eat nothing. Our dogs eat nothing but Gentle Giants, and it's all charity. It's all uh, it all goes to the charity and to the rescue. And and Burt Ward, you know his work from Batman and Robin and and other things. And uh, let's let's get into that a little bit because I, you know sure again, absolutely yeah and let's let's do a little bit of your history if you don't mind and let's start my from, pleasure let's start from the beginning where were you born where were you raised uh well I was born uh, in the slums of Beverly Hills <laughs> and <laughs> that's the but so and, and, but I tell you this you know I, it's interesting I had a very young experience in in starting to work my father had a a a young work ethic you know what i mean believing that you know that you should start young so my father uh owned at the time uh which is a predecessor to ice capades he owned a traveling ice show called rhapsody on ice this was the predecessor to ice capades and my father put me to work at age two which i thought was a little young you know (laughs) And as the world's and I became the world's youngest professional ice skater. Wow. Wow. And uh, and and in fact, you know, it's strange, Frank, how, you know, it's hard to remember when you're really an infant child. But I do remember one thing. And and this is it sticks with me forever. I remember these this big arena, these big arenas with ice. And I remember I could look out and, and, you know, you can't see anything because the lights are on you. And, you know, but you could hear the roar of people in the audience. And what happened, they would start me out, and two of the professional skaters, one would hold my hand on each side. And here I'm two years old. I mean, do you realize how little you are at two years old? My skates were only like from the front blade to the end blade about six inches. My foot was only probably three inches Is that long, your earliest you know? memory? Is your earliest memory? I remember, the, I remember the lights and the people cheering. I'll never forget that. And anyway, so they would skate around this big arena, you know, holding my hand, and people would clap, you know, here's a two-year-old on skates. And then they would let me go, and I would skate around myself. And I'm telling you, the house would come down. Nobody could believe that a two-year-old child could skate, okay? <laughs> And uh, so that was my beginning of work, and then I, I did I did grow up. I was very fortunate. My father uh, later on had sold the show and gotten into real estate, and I uh, I went to uh, very good schools um, in uh, Beverly Hills and uh, Beverly High, and then I went to UCSB, that's University of California, Santa Barbara, transferred then to UCLA, and I wanted to be an actor. And I had studied both professionally and I studied uh, at the UCLA. And uh, what, a thing that was kind of interesting is that my because my father was in real estate on the weekends i'd help him by sitting on these houses where you sit there and people come in and you show them the house and one of the people that bought a house for my father was a producer named saul david and i asked him if he could watch a, an acting scene that i did and i did this scene for him he said you know he said i think you've got some talent let me send you to an agent and he sent me to an agent who the first thing the agent said to me is well, I can't even get work for the actors I've got. I would never take another actor if it wasn't for Saul David, the big producer, sending you. So I'm going to take you, but don't expect to work for a year. And if you do get a job, you'll probably get one word or one line. Well, that's not terribly encouraging. <laughs> so I, 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 I said, okay. And I didn't sign any agreements or anything. He just said he'd call, they'd call me, somebody in the office, if there was something. Well, about three or four weeks later, I get a call and they said, oh, there's something over at 20th Century Fox. Go there tomorrow at uh, at 3.30 in the afternoon. And I, I said, well, what is it about? Well, I don't know. What it, we don't really know. Just go over there and your name is at the gate. Okay. Nobody told me anything. So I went there to 20th Century Fox, got the address, drove over, and I got a, a little parking permit and drove onto the set, onto uh, the studio, I should say. 
And they, I had me go to a bungalow, and I met a casting director. I had never met a casting director my first time. And the casting director asked me a couple of questions and said, would you like to meet the executive producer? Well, I figured, hey, everybody gets to meet the executive producer. Well, that's actually not true, but I didn't know that. So I said, sure, I'd be happy to meet him. So I went in to meet this executive producer. He looked at me and said, you're kind of big for this part. I said, oh, sir, I promise you I won't grow anymore. <laughs> and he laughed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he saw the sense of humor that I had. And he laughed. And I, you know, I like I shook his hand real firmly, looked straight in his eyes in a very, you know, very energetic way. And it, it kind of caught him. He wasn't really expecting that much energy. And, and, you know, you can tell from the way I speak, I'm not exactly low key. Right. No, you're so enthusiastic. It, it, anyway. Anyway. So so he said, would you like a screen? Try it. Have, you know, uh, come to a screen test. And I said, sure. I figured everybody did. Well, that's not true either. But I went to the screen test, still had no idea what this was about, and I was given um, some pages to look at. And on, on the pages, it just had the names Bruce and Dick, you know, meaning ultimately yeah. Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. But it just said Bruce and Dick. It didn't say anything about Batman. It didn't say anything about comics. It said nothing, just some dialogue. <clears throat> so I sat down, and I, and I was introduced to the person I was going to screen test with. His name was Adam West. Wow. And the two of us started talking in five minutes. Both of us were laughing so much that they to told us we had to be quiet because other people screen testing. We were messing it up. Yeah. And, and, and uh, then they, we screen tested together. We instantly got along. I mean, you know, just instantly, you know, one of those chemistry things. Right. And, uh, and, and so then I said, well, after that, I said, well, thank you very much. I said, oh, no, 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 we're not done with you yet. I said, what do you mean? They said, I want you to go over there. See that way down there, that, that trailer over there on the other side of the soundstage? There are two wardrobe men there with uh, some clothes we want you to get dressed, and they'll help you get dressed. And we still have one more shot to do. I said, well, wait a minute. I said, I'm perfectly capable of dressing myself. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Oh, no, no, no. You just go over there. And you and still don't know it's free. Batman and Robin at this point. You're I had no idea what this was. So I, w I walk over there, and sure enough, there's two people waiting, two men. And, uh, and I look, and there's this uh, dressing room and this very long kind of a mattress bench type thing. Very long. Almost eight or nine feet. Very long. Yes. And on it was filled with all this stuff. Leotards, trunks belt mask cape boots uh, you know all this stuff and i said am i putting some of this on they said no you're putting all of it on <laughs> i said what so they helped me get dressed into the most uncomfortable thing i have ever worn in my entire life frank never had i been in such a horrendous position of, of clothing that i just absolutely was so uncomfortable you couldn't believe it and i got into this thing i could barely walk and as I'm walking out uh, out the door of this dressing room, I turned to the two guys and I said this. I said, let me tell you, it's a good thing this screen test is only going to be a, probably another 10 or 15 minutes. And then I'll never have to wear this costume again. <laughs> Famous last words, right? Wow. wow. And, I, and, and then I walk over to the set. I, I had still no idea what this was. You see, where I grew up, there were Superman comics. And there was a Superboy comic, but there was never Batman. I never heard of Batman. And I go over and I see there's that same Adam West. And now he's in this cape and cowl. And I and I look at him in the cowl. And when he looked at me, his eyes were crossed in that cowl. And I immediately <laughs> began to laugh. And they said, shh, we got to get started. No laughing. We, this is serious. And I even after that, I had no idea. I thought maybe this is some Shakespearean thing, wow. except with modern dialogue. Anyway, I, I left. I, 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 and for the next couple of weeks, every 
Every few days, I'd get a call from the studio. Somebody say, excuse me, can you tell me your shoe size or what is your hat size? Well, I don't wear a hat. Well, you got to go get your hat head measured. I said, where do I go to get my head measured? Wow. <laughs> well, that was before the mask, right? Anyway, I didn't know all of this. And finally, six weeks later, I get a call from these same agents, the ones that wouldn't give me any time, told me they didn't want to represent me. And, and they said, uh, so come on in. We're going to go ahead and sign contracts. And I said, great. So I went there and I sat down to sign the what I thought were the agency contracts. But when I looked down on the paper, it said 20th Century Fox. I said, what's this? They said, it's your contract. I said, no, no, I'm signing agency contracts. No, no, this is your contract. Breaking it down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. Hey, keep your thought. Let me remind folks once again of who they're listening to. I, if you don't know by now, uh, you're listening to uh, Burt Ward, and he's one of the Cape Crusaders and the last remaining Cape Crusader from the original uh, television show. And it was, uh, he is. Uh, pop iconic, pop culture iconic, uh, but he's so much more than that. He and his wife, Tracy, do an unbelievable job with their lives. They've given their whole life to Gentle Giants, uh, a work of charity, but it's all about rescuing dogs. Their, their dog food is unbelievable. It'll add years, and I'm not saying that I got, I've got no stock in this. I, my dogs eat it. Gentle Giants will add years, almost guaranteed to add years to the life of your dogs. And uh, and he and his wonderful wife, uh, Tracy, uh, just put their whole life into rescuing animals. And you know his work from uh, best, certainly best known as Robin, uh, Batman and Robin. And he, uh, he wears that proudly. And it's just absolutely mind-blowing. Frank McKay here with uh, with Burt Ward, how he got this role. And, and, and just uh, in some ways, you have a charmed life. Uh, uh, actors all over the place are probably cringing right now saying, you know how many... <laughs> uh, out of that 1,100, Burt, uh, do you know any of the other names that tried out? Were there, uh, you know, who was in there? Yeah, no, well, the only thing is there is online a screen test, uh, my screen test that I did with Adam West, and then there was another uh, screen test done by Lyle Wagner, you know, from the uh, um, yeah. uh, Dolly Parton, uh, right? Lyle. Oh, no, that's Porter well, Wagner. No, <laughs> that's Porter Wagner. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lyle Wagner, he's, you know, a very well-known well actor. And there was a young actor named Peter Dial. And, 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 you know, they did a good job. But the difference was, and I really think this is the difference that made not only why we were selected, but what made the show so successful was that when they did the lines, they did it right to the script. But Adam and I took the script, did the lines, but we had a lot of double meanings and the way we said things and this kind of a campy style. And uh, you, 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 you know what I'm saying? Is that yeah. kind of a, right. a, a bigger than life? And in fact, Adam was just, you know, it, it, he and I were so opposite and yet such good friends. And I think great comedy comes from great contrast. You know, if you think of all the who are the greatest comic duos in history, you know, Abbott and Costello, uh, you Moral know, and Laurel and Hardy, you know. Uh, you, you know what I'm Lewis. saying? That whole yeah, they're right. There's they're different. Always great contrast. You you know, you know what I mean? Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson. Yeah, they were lots of contrast. And in the case of Adam and I, Adam spoke in a very stoic, 
bigger than life way. I mean, it, it's funny because he really was this way. <laughs> you know, I mean, he didn't have to act. In other words, my dear friend Adam, he thought of himself kind of like Winston Churchill. You know what I mean? <laughs> in really big terms. And in fact, he told me one time that he really understood what it was like to play Batman after watching Charlton Heston play Moses in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. See, this and, is and and, yeah. and, and, and and you know something? He 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 was totally sincere about this. And and you take my high energy and his very stoic, slow way of speaking, and you put them together and people just instantly laugh. We would go out and and, and, and we were friends, real friends. And even on the weekends, sometimes we'd go out and play tennis and people would come to a public tennis court and look at us and look at one at the other and say, oh, my God, that's Batman and Robin playing tennis. <laughs> you know, and, and we just we had a great time and our families got along great. And it, it was just, you know, it was not what you think of Hollywood. This was two people who loved the characters they portrayed never tried to quote get away from them you you know what i mean yeah um and and one of the things i you think embraced it I, you owned it you you weren't it, embarrassed about and, it you and, shouldn't and, have been. and let me tell you something which is kind of interesting most of the time directors direct actors as to their characterization in other words we'll do this or do that in the case of batman there were so many special effects and explosions and these things that had to work that were complicated you know what i mean yeah so they basically left Adam and I alone. So the things that you saw me do, for example, jumping over the door to get into the Batmobile or jumping over the door to get out of the Batmobile or standing up and walking along the fin on the back of the Batmobile, which, of course, I didn't realize. But George Barris, who built the Batmobile, was having near cardiac arrest <laughs> watching me walking <laughs> on my bat boots on his beautiful car, right? Yeah. But I didn't know. I mean, I just did what was natural and, you know, taking my fist and hitting into my palm and, and the energy, all of that stuff, that wasn't directed. It's they just, just unscripted, yeah, improv it, And Yes, and because it was kind of natural to Adam and I to do these things, we played off each other. And so the the more stoic and grand he became, the faster and wilder I became. Incredible. You know, and yeah. it, and and it just and people, even the crew, the people who knew what we were gonna say, knew what the scene was about, they're laughing and tears in their eyes as we're doing it, you know? <laughs> Let me let me remind folks once again, the voice you're hearing is Burt Ward. Wonderful work that he and his wife are doing. Listen, never mind all the work is Robin and Batman and Robin. What they're doing for dogs and dog lovers and animal lovers all over the place, it just you can't even quantify it. You can't uh, put a price on it. And Gentle Giants is their dog food, and it will add life to your years, to your dogs, uh, and I am not kidding. It's it, it. Look it up, Gentle Giants, and it is a dog food they created and they're promoting. And none of it is going in their pocket. It is no, no. As a matter of fact, let me tell you, Frank, you're losing. We, um, <laughs> our dog food actually retails for half the price of what you would pay for an all natural dog food in a pet store. Ours is all natural, the best ingredients, but it retails for half the price. And we have a motto, which is half the price and twice the life. 
And yep. that's what we go by. And, and you know, we get every day and we get calls from people saying, I mean, things that we can't even hardly imagine. Like my dog was near death and we thought we were going to have to put the dog down a week on our food. And now the dog is like active again and is recovering. And, and, and you know, just amazing things that and, and all we try to do is make something that's the best of the best and not harm the dog by adding fat into the food and adding grease onto the outside of it and and just really trying to help animals. And I've always believed, and so does my wife, Tracy, that when you do things for the right reasons, ultimately you get the best results. Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, this is a very principled stance by you guys. And I, I one of the reasons I wanted to, I'm a dog lover, and what you and Tracy do is just absolutely. I'd love to have Tracy on one day and talk to her. I mean, it's just uh, it's. Well, well Frank, let me just tell you. You know, the reason why I'm glad that you interviewed me first, okay? Yeah. Because if you talk to my wife Tracy, you would think that I wasn't capable of talking. <laughs> Because you think I have energy, my wife puts me to shame, oh. and the two of us spend all day long trying to get the last word in. <laughs> well, hey, let me ask you, and again, Burt Ward from Batman and Robin fame, Robin fame, I should say, uh, is our very special guest, and of course, Gentle Giants is the dog food and the charity that uh, that he and his wife have wonderfully put together. Frank McKay here with Burt Ward. I, let me ask you an Adam question, an Adam West sure. question. I remember after the the Michael Keaton Jack Nicholson, um, the, uh, the the debut of that and that Adam, Batman movie for theater. Yeah, yes. Batman movie for theater, and and Adam I think was offended, right? It seemed like he was very offended that he wasn't asked to be be involved, but when he was asked coming out of the theater and everybody was raving about it and how wonderful it was and it was dark and all this, as he was walking out. They said, uh, Mr. West, what did you think of it? And he said, no comment. And he sounded like very angry. And I maintain that's where he got his persona from, uh, you know, all the things, you know, the Simpsons had him after that. And, and they had him as a little like off the wall or, you know, a little whatever. And then a family guy, you know, a decade later put him on and he was the mayor and he was all. But was that the start of his second career? Adam, uh, when he uh, when he came out of that premiere, and I mean, your thoughts on that? Right. Well, actually, Adam had uh, it wasn't a major career, but he had a successful career as an actor long before Batman. Oh, he was sure, on any no number doubt. Of shows no doubt. With the detectives, he had a he, he co-starred with William Shatner, believe it or not, in a pilot, Alexander the Great. He uh, he was uh, Captain Quick from that Nestle commercials. You know, I don't know if you remember Captain yeah. Quick. And actually, the executive producer, William Dozier of Batman, saw that commercial and thought of him because of the kind of comedic way he played this Captain Quick. And that was how they... Now, now Adam's reaction, you see, you have to understand, what we did was family entertainment. We were in people's living rooms, in their homes, on their televisions, twice a week. And what we did was played very straight for the kids, so there'd be hero worship. It yep. was the nostalgia of the comic book for the adults. And for the teenagers and the college kids, it was that satirical, campy, innuendo, 
you know, putting you on type of thing where you never knew, you know, exactly what we were, tongue were doing. And tongue in cheek. And, and, you know, people loved it. When the movie first came out, the first movie, um, there was a lot of concern from parents that that darkness because they were taking their little kids to see it and it was a lot more violent than than our show yeah and uh and and the movies have been very good but they've been targeted more to an adult and teenage audience it's not a a a little kid audience you know and i think adam was a little disturbed by that at the time not greatly but you know because we we went out of our way to include everybody you know littlest kids to the uh, you know, to the oldest adults and our show, uh, you know, nobody ever really got hurt. Nobody died. There was never any blood. You know, it was it was bigger than life. Sure. Uh, somebody could pick up a, a, a table and, and and hit it over your head, but you, you fall down and two seconds later, you're up again. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a slapstick comedy. And and even the littlest kids knew that nobody was really getting hurt, you know. And, and and so therefore, I think it might have, you know, disturbed him a little bit that all of a sudden things were a lot darker. In fact, he used to say that there, you know, on in the movie theaters was the dark night, but on television was Adam was the bright night. Yeah. See, I, I have a I, I have a special affection for uh, for Adam. I, I think a lot of people do. But I, I think of him as a very unique talent. You know, he's uh, he's funny. He's serious, but he takes himself very. He looked like he took himself very, very seriously, even when he was when he was being comedic. He took him, you know. And, oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's what made him so funny. Yeah. You, you, you know, I mean, the the thing is, is that he his nature, and I'll tell you, you know, there's a lot of comedians out there in today's world, and a lot of time they try to make up from real make up for not having real comedic talent by using a lot of swear words and stuff. Yep. We never get anything like that. Adam was a natural comedian. He had a way of no matter what he said, you weren't really sure if you were being put on or if he was yeah. sincere. And it was that it was very hilarious. Even for me, he would say something to me and I'm saying, is, is he putting me on? What is yeah. he? You know, and, and, and so therefore, you know, it's funny when we meet people, Adam and I would we would meet people. There would be a difference for the average person meeting us than meeting another actor and because most times when people meet actors like oh and so and so you know it's nice to meet you and stuff but when we're introduced to people people get this kind of a a a smile comes across their face kind of a smirk because they knew that we were playing with people and that's what made our show so great we were the first actors that actually played with the audience where the audience, you know, where normally they just watch a show like they're just watching a movie and you're not involved with it. But by the way we did it, we included the audience to say, you know, the, the kids would be very serious, but the adults, the adults would say to each other, wait a minute, wait a minute, putting me on? I mean, and for example, a great scene in the opening episode with uh, the Riddler where Batman goes into this, uh, uh, it's it, it's a it's a, a, a go go place, right? The yeah. dance place, and uh, and uh, he, uh, he when he comes in, uh, Maitre D comes up to him and says, uh, "Oh, can I get you a you know a, a table, Batman? You know, in the front." He says, "No, no, I think I'll just uh, stand at the bar. I shouldn't 
want to be recognizable. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and of course, and of course, you know, in that costume, right? And and it was right. and that set the tone for people all of a sudden say, wait a minute, this is not just this is a spoof. Yeah. This 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 right. is all about having fun with the audience and the kids loved it oh my god you couldn't get a seat in a dormitory on a tuesday or thursday night you'd have to be there two hours in advance because people would literally get there just to wait to, to watch batman oh, listen part of pop culture royalty burt wood is our very special guest and we're just just about out of time i'm gonna ask for the websites for gentle giants he and his wife tracy have done such wonderful work with animals rescuing animals uh, and all of the there's no all of the profits from uh, gentle giants go right back into rescuing it not in their pockets they are absolutely amazing folks frank mckay here with burt wood a uh, burt in closing and i i hopefully i can get back for a part two or a part three uh and and continue on with our conversation here but uh where, where could people go to follow you and what you're doing with the rescue well, two two places. One, we invite them to come to our website at www.gentlegiantsdogfood.com. And secondly, to go to our Facebook page, which is very interactive, at Gentle Giants Dog Food and Products. And and the again, what we're doing is all charity. We love animals. This is our gift. Uh, and and. You know, to spend 24 years of your life living with more than 15,500 dogs, your, your listeners, they're never going to meet anybody that has this level of hands-on experience. And what we're trying to do is to give everybody the benefit of what we've learned and not charge them anything. They, they, when they call for help. My wife will be on the phone sometimes 45 minutes helping them through situations with their dog. We never ask for anything. We don't take anything. If somebody wanted to send us money, we wouldn't even take it. This is all about us and our charity and loving animals. And and all I can tell you is people love their dogs. There's 80 million of them, Frank, in the United States and 67 million households. And, and if you help these dogs live longer the gift of life which is the most precious commodity in the world is a benefit to not just the dog but the the dog owner as well there's no doubt about it listen as if there's a heaven there is a special spot there for you and tracy uh just uh, thank you for everything that you've done with animals and listen congratulations on an incredible career in, in everything, in pop culture and in, in, in dogs and rescuing and dog food, just all kidding aside, uh, really a well-spent life and, and continuing very strong. Burt Ward, thank you very much for being here. Well, thank you, citizen, to the Batmobile! Burt Ward, everyone, is our very special guest, has been our very special job. Uh, please go to gentlegiants.com. And get there and uh, and try to figure out a way to donate, even though he'll give us money back. Uh, just amazing. And get the dog food. It is absolutely great. Uh, one of the Cape Crusaders here, one of the members, real members of pop culture royalty. Absolutely. You know him from Robin. Frank McKay signing off with Burt Wood. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.